Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McLean, thanks for joining That's us. That's right. Both myself and my co-host, we are both practicing financial advisors. And it does feel like we're practicing in times like this. <laughs> uh, obviously, the markets have been uh, volatile, and um, it definitely feels like... Uh, well, we're definitely in a prolonged bear market. Yeah, some days we might have some positive days or whatever, but uh, it's like the last bear market. Well, it was interesting. We had a, I had a call Pat with uh, I was on a call with a bunch of our financial advisors. We got about a hundred advisors, many of whom are se- well seasoned. I said older, and I was corrected. That seasoned someone said, "I'm like, ah, oh, come on, I'm an old guy." Like, um, oh, you're not allowed to say older. I don't know. But whatever. Okay. <laughs> I'm 55. I've been doing this 30 years. I've lived through the dot-com downturn, which the stock prices fell 45%, as you did as well. We were business partners back then as well. And the, the Great Recession, when stock prices were off, what, 56 57%? 57%. Over a two-year period of time. Uh, and then there was – so there's a number of advisors who have joined us. The last time we had a significant – since the Great Recession, it's yeah, some 14 of them are, years. Yeah, some of them, they're early uh, – late 20s, early 30s. So they were – you know, even the some of the really smart they're, – they're all smart, but some of them, like, really, like, book smart, 28, 29. So they were 14. Yeah. I mean, it's, we, pay, we, pay, we, are, we operate in teams, so typically a, a younger advisor, even a – Someone with a certified financial planner designation that's been doing a long time is typically paired up with um, a more senior person. But we're just talking about this. The, these prolonged bear markets are painful. And if you think back at the lockdown of the COVID lockdowns, markets went south, but it was so short lived. I mean, it it was the, uh, it was February. It was a month uh, to March. It was one month. The market fell thirty four percent. The broad market fell thirty four percent. In one month, and then it bounced right back. And then and you go back it, to it went back with a tear. I mean, it took off like crazy after that. Yeah, you, and then you go back to uh, the Great Recession, which was in October of '07 through March of '09, seventeen months long, where the market lost at its peak fifty-seven percent. But the subsequent seventeen months, right? But the subsequent, you look at the subsequent years, it was up 400 and in the subsequent, what, 12, 13 years, nah, 11 years, it was up. Um, Fourfold. Four, yeah. No, more, 400%. 400%. So this is the nature of these declines, right? If we, we could go back and look at these declines going back, you know, to the 50s, and you'll see that most of them, the average length of time, is nine to ten months. Nine to ten months is the average length. But does some, that mean before be, before it stops the going lower? Doesn't mean it's recovered nine months, right? That's right. It takes. So let's repeat this. Historically, it's been about nine to ten months of declines before we hit the bottom of a bear market and the market prices of the stock start coming back up again. So it takes oh, sustained it, it, of hitting a new low. And the problem is you don't know where the low is, right? Here's what we do know where the low is, right? This is what we know so far is if I go back and look at every bear market, a bear market is 20% or more, which is the general definition of a bear decline in the market. So if I go to, back to 1956, the market fell 22% over 15 months. 1961, it fell 28% over six months. 1966, it fell 8% over, uh, I'm sorry, it fell 22% over eight months. It goes on down 36, down 48, down 27, down 34, down 49, down 57, down 34. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine bear markets since 1956. And historically, stocks have averaged over 10% a year. How is that? Because it's the recoveries 
are much longer. The bull markets are much longer than the bear markets are. And you've heard me say on this program before, it is what they call the risk premium. The reason you're getting those outside returns above and beyond what you would get for a bank CD or a treasury is a risk premium. How do you pay the premium, Scott? You pay sleepless nights through the down market, right? right? For some people, it's sleepless nights. It hasn't been a sleepless night for you. No. Why? Education and experience. Like this is a normal part of the economic cycle. Do you worry about clients? Oh, yes, you worry about clients. You wouldn't be a good financial advisor if you didn't worry about your clients, right? I was on a call today with today with our advisors um, and letting them and talking about the importance of making sure all of our clients stick with their financial plan. We have 17,000 households we serve. Uh, like, do not let anyone throw in the towel on their financial plan. That's the hardest part. Do but, not. They can't like whatever we need to do to make sure that they yeah. remain invested. And by the way, what will happen is if clients overreact to this, when the markets recover and they come back, we will do it. We will come back and adjust those portfolios to make them less aggressive or more aggressive based upon how clients actually uh, perform in the down market emotionally. Now is not the time to be now selling out. That's for sure. Now is not the time. All right. Let's uh, take some calls here. 833-99-WORTH is the number to join uh, our program here. 833-99-WORTH. We're talking with Teresa in California. Teresa, you're with All Worth's Money Matters. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, thank, thank you, you for holding. We do appreciate it. I know you've been holding for a sure. while. It's quite all right. Um, you're talking about the risk premium, and right now is not the time to go less aggressive or change mm-hmm. in the middle of a stream. That's, well, it depends. That's assuming, you're, assuming you're broadly yeah. diversified. I mean, if you own everything, if you only own the FANG stocks or 100% of what you have is in one individual company, that might be a different story. Well, I've got them split, and they're very – when I first um, invested in these items, they were very – they're what do they call them, mid-cap growth? They were all growth, and when I uh, looked into it a little bit more, I was told they're very risky, and I can't do that. I'm, I'm closer to retirement than I'm not. So tell us about, and, tell us about um, your situation. How old are you, Teresa? Okay, um, 61. And you're still working. And I am still working. I work for a government agency, so I have a, a little pension dangling out there in the distance. And um, they have their own, uh, what are they called? It's like a 457. And um, I've, I've resisted putting in that because the company is not one of my favorites. They're very high on the fee end. Okay. So, uh, so I've been I've I've had my own uh, initially 401k, and then I converted it to a Roth because it's very small, and I thought I could handle the tax hit. And uh, so I've I've had that, but I stopped contributing uh, earlier this year because I had just lost two thousand dollars in it, and I can't afford to lose any money. So against everybody's better judgment, I yanked out my initial. Uh, investment, put it in my savings account, and all I have there are the earnings, which I can't touch for another couple of years. And I don't want to touch them, but I need to move them because they're okay. still sitting how much, in those very risky. Okay, how much do you have in the earnings in the Roth? The the earning is probably like six. It was $6,000. I don't know what it is now. Okay. It's, we're not talking a lot of money. Okay, and how much money did you yank out and put in your savings account? About six thousand. Okay, so it doubled since you converted it to the Roth IRA. So you had six thousand dollars in your initial and six thousand. Okay, and then how much? Uh, when you go to retire, how much of a pension will you get from the governmental agency in which you work? For which you work? Well, I got started a little late, so if you're vested at five years, I'm looking at like seven, eight hundred dollars a month. Okay, if I hang out a few more. Years. And and you received. So will you receive Social Security? Yes. Okay. And any other income coming into the household? Nope, that's it. Okay. It's just me, no investments. Okay. Nothing. And do you have any debt? 
Yes. What, who do you owe money to? Take a guess. <laughs> On your home mortgage. Student loans. Yeah. How, no, I, I oh, don't Oh, student own loans. loans. Yeah, I'm a pauper. How much? I'm paying them. I'm, how I'm much do you owe on student loans? About thirty, thirty thousand. Got it. And, and do you, you work been at paying them? You've been you... paying them even though you don't have to. No, I've been paying them. Oh, oh it, no, I've and... been paying them since I've been in school. Oh, are you still in school? Or did you graduate? Oh no, I graduated. Okay, I graduated in twenty eleven. Are you in healthcare? No, I'm okay. in um, the legal field. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, well, I would look to see whether you can either have those uh, forgiven or deferred, uh, those student loans. Um, I, you know, I'm in the public service loan repayment plan. Okay. Just, okay. So there we go. That's you're, you're, you're on your way. You're on your way. Okay. Here's yeah, what I want you to do with it. Here's what I want gone. you to, here's what I want you to do. Obviously you trust us to some extent. So you called two complete strangers yeah. on a radio show who know very little bit about you, but we don't have a dog in this fight. I want you to take that $6,000 that you have in that mid-cap growth fund, and I want you to she put it— She moved it to cash already. No, no she only moved the, the gain. Oh, uh, got it. She, she moved the principal, but no, the gain I was left in— Yeah. Yeah, so I want you to yeah. buy the, the VTI. I want you to buy the Vanguard Total Market Index. That's what I want you to buy. Vanguard Total Market Index with that six grand. And you'll what's own. The, a, what's the risk on that? It's well. It, let, let, so you mentioned. So right now, in this, what you own currently, here's just a handful of some of the companies that you currently own in that mid cap. Assuming it's an index fund, Alcoa, right? Big um, um, mm-hmm. American Eagle Outfitters. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we're not going to. You own hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of stocks there. <laughs> I know. Dick Sporting Goods. You buy the Vanguard Total Market. What happens is you're buying most of the, the publicly traded companies in the United States by Brinks. buying the Vol- Vanguard Total Market. Oh, one second, Scott. The Vanguard Total Market. Bank of Hawaii. So what is the what is the risk? Well, the risk is that it goes to zero. And and what, if, if that went to zero- Cracker Barrel? Scott, hold Just one second here. Some name she'll know. <laughs> they all have to go to zero. That's my they whole point. They have to go to zero. If that, your $6,000 comes to, goes to zero, you can move in with me and my family. Okay, I won't have a house to live in because I've invested the same way you are. But theoretically, you have to. Th- so when you ask you when you say risk, you you have risk out there, which is inflation risk. But you're not paying any attention to inflation risk because no one's sending you your inflation risk on a statement. You looked at your investment and you said, "Oh no, it fell temporary a lot. decline. It had a temporary decline. You got to quit worrying about that." Just take the $6,000, buy the Vanguard total market, never look at it again. Good? Okay. All right. So how do I find out if the company that I'm with, that I have my Roth with, since they can't advise me, they don't advise me, I go on their website and the terminology is beyond me. I don't know the word. What's the name of the company you're investing with? It's Franklin Templeton. They oh, have my oh, well, they have probably have a total market. Just use whatever they have. It's a total market. I, it's that's a, the thing. I don't know what it is. Well, total they just told you what market. it was. Total total stock total, market. Call them up and say, I want the total stock market. I want the total stock market. And they will have a total stock market of some form or fashion. It's an index fund. Everyone has okay. them. They're like, okay, they're yeah. obsequious. I, I, I mean, they, everyone's got them. <laughs> So what about what about the mutual fund? That's what it is. It's a mutual fund. It's a Vanguard total. Yeah. Okay. Or, See, again, it's all and, terminology. Yeah, correct, correct. And the Vanguard is nothing but a total stock market. Well, the VCI just is an exchange traded so fund. They all have. They a, all have them. Everyone's got them. I can buy six okay. different kinds of them tomorrow for you. They essentially do all of them do the same thing. Some are mutual funds. Some are ETFs. So it's, the costs it's, it's, are low. The same thing. They do the same thing. The easiest thing for you to do is find one at Franklin Templeton where you're at today. Just call them up yeah. okay. and just say, hey, in fact, I, look, we can my, – look, I, I've got four kids. The, the youngest is 20 – Two and the oldest is twenty-seven. A third of them work at Franklin Templeton or Janice or Vanguard right now. All their friends. Yeah, <laughs> that's where yeah. they all go. Really? Yeah, they all yeah. work at call centers. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Lots of how them. funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, all just right. do, well, that. Nice do that. Do no, that. No, no, no. So they're very nice. 
<laughs> just say total market. I want the total market. I want the total market. That's all you're going to say. If they can't get you the total market, move the money to Vanguard. Don't move it to cash. Leave it in the market. Don't worry about the statements. Yeah. We're good? Yeah. All right, all right Teresa. Teresa. Great talking with yeah, you. Yeah, I wish you really well on, you and stick with that. So. There we go. That was tiring. <laughs> Here we go. You like to solve that one? Okay. <laughs> I know. Well, what are you? What am I going to say? She didn't own. She didn't know what she owned when she first bought it. it. She was okay when it doubled in value. I think what happens. Not. I think. I know what happens. Um. People, when things start going down in value, there's one. It's like, uh oh, I only own. I only have this much now. I used to have that much. Now I only have this much. Regardless of where you were three years ago or five years ago or 10 years ago, right? Yes. I'm not as wealthy as I felt on January 1st. What if this keeps going down? What It's down 20-some-odd percent now, like 30 Like, what if this goes to zero? Then what's going to happen to me? And individual stocks can go to zero. Individual bonds can go to have gone to zero. But if you own... You're talking about a total stock market. You own 6,000 individual companies. They all have to go to zero, bankrupt, for you to be bankrupt. And what would our life look like then? Well, it's not going to matter. It's some sort of reset. Yeah. Yeah. I would mean, not, uh, you might as well bet on the recovery. Markets have always recovered historically. Yeah. yeah. If, it, if it goes to there, we'd be worried about guns, canned food, water, ammunition, that sort of thing. Truly. 100%. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the point being is Teresa didn't worry about it when it doubled. She only worried about it actually more than double because she waited for it to go down before she actually took some of it out. So that more than doubled in a relatively short period, there wasn't a thought in the world as to why it would more than double in a relatively short period of time. No, at no point in time did she say, I wonder why this is doing so what much is my, better than man. What is my risk premium here to your point? Yeah. yeah. I no point in time. Did anyone say, I wonder why this is doing so much better than the bank account. That's only paying a uh, half a percent. Mm, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's uh, go to Nevada, talk with John. John, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Well, thank you for taking the call. I've yes, sir. called in many times. Oh, good. And gotten some great advice from you. Well, good. Thank you. Are you sure uh, that was this show? <laughs> oh, well, you should call the <laughs> Money Matters, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's been over 20 years I've been calling in. Oh, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, and one of the uh, things, advice you gave me a couple of years ago, which I've been following, is moving money from my IRAs to my Roth. And uh, I've, I've been moving well over $100,000 per year. How old are you? The taxes on. 73. And okay. the wife's 70. And uh, this was fine when our sons, two sons, were both living in California because their taxes, because of state income taxes, would be much higher on the assets if both of us passed away. Well, now one son has moved to Florida. So I'm scratching my head. Should I change, and I started to change how I allocate um, the uh, assets if we were both to die? Yeah. Uh, no, well, let's, let's, but let's, let's step back for a second. So y- you didn't have required minimum distributions until this last year. So your Roth conversion probably changed in the last 12 months, correct? Uh, well, I've been taking um, the uh, minimum required distributions all along since uh, I was, you know, it's, you know, required age to take it, but I've been taking them anyway. So I'm now, yeah, 73. So I've been taking them. How much is in? How much so, is in the IRA now? The IRA and the uh, 401k total is about 1.1 million. And how much is in your Roth now? About 2.5 million. Wow. And how when, how long ago did we tell you to start converting from your regular IRA to your Roth? Twenty oh, years, ago. years ago. <laughs> a long time no, ago. No, 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 no. Uh, probably about oh, five to seven that's years. A, ago. You've got a two things. The reason I said wow, one that's a big Roth IRA balance, huge. And two, yeah. when you've got two thirds, seventy percent of your retirement assets in Roth, that's wow. That's it's impressive. Yeah. 
So, well, thank you. What other what assets? So whatever. So there's two <laughs> children. There's two children, right? And so what you're trying right. to do is to get the equal amount to each one no, of them. I don't them. know if that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to figure out who's going to – he's trying to minimize the tax bill that's eventually going to be paid on these dollars. I understand. So let me go with this, Scott. Are you trying to get equal amounts to your children in an after-tax basis at you and your spouse's death? That's one of the things I've done, yes. And what I've done is give – set up – so all the IRA money – goes to the Florida child, and uh, then a large allocation of the Roth goes to California so that after taxes it comes out a wash. But the interesting thing it does is it wipes out California income taxes. That's right. That's right. But it can't be so, – but you have to actually figure out what the uh, the federal tax is yes. on the IRS in order to get to – the right number, right. and I assume you've done that. Right. So you worked, you so yeah. You you took each one of these things and you ran it through the calculator in order that on an after-tax basis, both state and federal the income same taxes, they have the same amount. Is that what you did? That's correct. You're brilliant. You just read it. Yes. You're brilliant. That's yeah, well, exactly how I do that. You should have a we've got set a mic up here for you here. That is exactly how I would do that. There yeah, was, what, what, I would, yeah. Exactly how I would do it. So the. Florida child gets more money, but after taxes, he's equal. That's correct. Yeah. So anyway, now and and Gavin Newsom doesn't get in his, his no, tax. No, no, no. The California ch- child gets more money, but after no, 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 no. All the he's going to have all the tax blend come flow through Florida, where there's no state income taxes. But okay. Yeah. Correct. We, correct. Uh, correct. Correct. Eliminate the California yeah, yeah. income taxes. Yes. The, yes. The, yes. The California and the Florida son will get more. Yeah. That's income, right. That's right. Money. That's right. Yes. Yes. That's correct. That's correct. And and and, okay. and if you're leaving any money to charities, it should obviously come out of the regular IRA. Nowhere else. That's right. Uh, well, we've been giving to charity all along, so we are not at our best plan to give any money. Are you okay. using Are you using your required minimum distributions to give money to charities? Well, actually, you know, before Trump, uh, the new tax laws went into effect. I had a charitable trust, uh-huh. and we dumped all kinds of stock into that oh, to brilliant. get the deductions. Brilliant. So I've got a lot of money in this account. Got it. Got okay. it. Got brilliant. It. Brilliant. Brilliant. Money out of that. Okay. Perfect. Right. You're smart. You had a question for us? Yeah. yeah. You sound like a poster child for. I know. I was like, That's it's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. What question? How can we help? Oh, yeah. You? I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've like I said, been taking well over a hundred thousand dollars out of the uh, IRA and moving it to the Roth, but now. Uh, I'm thinking about reducing that amount uh, because the uh, yeah. when I take money out of the uh, IRA over to the Roth, not only do I have to pay income taxes, but I get all these stealth taxes, Medicare, yeah. yep. Yep. over 250 Yep. So I'm scratching my head now. Wait, so, now, are your kids in a lower or higher tax bracket than you? I would say they're approximately in the same tax bracket as okay. you. Before they stealth taxes, I wouldn't. I at that the way you've got it now, I I, I, I don't know how much more I would convert to Roth. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. You know, maybe uh, just moving. Uh, you know, I'll do the calculations in December, but just move up to I use up all the twenty two percent tax Thank bracket you. and not hit another bracket. Thank for, you. Uh, yep, I would. Yep, 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 that would make sense to me. Yep. That's exactly what I'd, what I'd look at, and then I determine what okay. it was, and it might be twenty grand, it might be thirty grand. Who knows, right? That's or it might about be nothing. What it would be. It might be nothing. Uh, yeah, and we'll see what it is, but where, I figured it'll be maybe twenty, thirty grand. All right, so let me ask a couple questions. Uh, where did you move sure. in Nevada? We're in Gardnerville. Okay, beautiful little area. Um, yes. So I actually have a I have a place in uh, Glenbrook, Nevada. That um, I don't know if I'll retire there or not. Um, Depending well, on what you're at the lake. Uh, yeah, I'm closer to the lake. Yes, I don't know if my if my um, I don't know if my marriage could hack living in a little. <laughs> Me, uh, first Gavin? of all, I gotta clarify this by I don't know if I should retire ever. I don't know if my my wife would appreciate it. What did you do for a living? I uh, worked for a utility company in San Francisco. You did, and I worked for them. Uh, 37 years and 35 years accredited service for retirement purpose. So I get a pension from them. 
We get our social security. Were you a, were you a was, manager, a high paid manager, or were you a great saver? Both. All right. Well, you're a good saver. You've done a great job. Yeah. You've done a phenomenal I don't know what else job. to do to help you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos to you. I'm glad you called, John. Yeah. Thanks. It, it, it it's interesting, Pat. I I was thinking as I don't I don't. This might be the first time I've heard someone split up their retirement assets like this. It is the first time I've heard it. Like I've got a big chunk in that's going to be taxable, big chunk that's not taxable. I've got one kid. Both both kids are going to pay federal taxes, but one kid's in a tax free in- income state. I'm going to give that one the taxable amount. He could pay the taxes. I'll overfund it to pay the taxes. It's brilliant. <laughs> it really, is pretty pretty. It's smart. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so, but first, I had uh, seen that kind of planning at that level. Let's uh, take a short break. We'll stick around and we'll take a short break and come back for more of All Worth's Money Matters. Get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen, mm-hmm. Pat McClain. Yeah, that was I, interesting on the I must say, day. I have a... What was interesting? Well, no, you go first. I don't know. I lost oh. my train of thought. Oh. I, was, so, I was probably just trying to make up some so, fill. So so Paul from uh, our marketing department comes in here. And they they film uh, Scott and I doing this radio show because what could be more exciting than to watch a financial radio talk show? What could be more exciting than that? <laughs> <laughs> it's bad enough you have to listen to it. Now you have to watch it. So, uh, but well, hopefully people aren't thinking it's bad enough I have to listen to it. Okay, that's a good point. Did I just insult just, the people listening? And me. Your co-host of... Anyway, so he comes in and he's like, you know, we filmed this and you've been holding this paper and it covers your face. And it... Uh, I actually thought it was a benefit to the program. <laughs> but he said, uh, you know, if you could just consider, please, possibly, you know, holding it down. And Scott said to Paul, you're always so nice about how you approach these... Oh, hell yeah. Scott, um... Boy, this is you did such a great job here. This is really excellent. Uh, but if uh, just uh, maybe if I could just be so bold as to have just a, just just a minor minor suggestion, just just an idea perhaps to consider. And and, and I think it's a style that um, they don't realize when he's telling me this. And you mentioned that he's got three teenage girls. How else are you supposed to approach a problem? No wonder he's at work all the time. He never goes <laughs> no, home. Don't you want to go? his butt off. He's always here. But if you had three teenage girls oh. at home, I think my approach, well, I have no idea what my approach would be, but he's got a very nice approach. I think that teenage if I had three teenage girls. girls at home, that I would probably have a much softer approach than I did. I've with got my... one, and my 11-year-old is slowly becoming a teenager. Oh, have you softened your approach versus when you were raising your son? Oh, yeah. Really? Because I have two older kids, 26 and 24, and then my younger two are 14 and 11. Same, same wife. Same just wife. A big, same big wife. spread. Uh, I, I don't... <laughs> you kidding me? Really? <laughs> my wife was out of town. We're going to get back to the calls here in a second. And my 11-year-old, I came home last... I was on business earlier. I came home, and she had... Um, my 11-year-old had fake fingernails on her fingers. And one of them came off, and she's gluing it on. I'm like, what? Where'd you get those? She was at her friend's house. I'm like, I think they look ridiculous. Well, whatever. I, just, <laughs> I didn't even think. And so my wife said this morning about the dog actually got the, the, the glue. <laughs> the kid left, she's 11. She left it on the ground somewhere. <laughs> the dog got the glue all over the house? No, no. Fortunately, my wife got her. So the, my point. So my my wife's like, what finger fingernails what do you mean she's got it on her fingernails and i'm like i like i that's just i said she should say anything to you i said that's a battle i'm not even fighting 
I try, <laughs> honestly, I could care less. You're like, this is not. I'm not going to let her wear super short shorts or that sort of stuff, but I could care I could care less. And would you have. My oldest daughter had pink hair, purple hair, green hair, rainbow hair, everything you could imagine, black hair. White hair, she's, gray hair. <laughs> she popped out fine. She's doing fine. <laughs> she's doing I good. freaked out, stressed. I remember you used to. I'm like, relax. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, it's always easier when someone else's kid. Yeah, it's, they'll be fine. <laughs> I reach for my own. All right. Well, enough of this. <laughs> yeah. We got to go to the call. If you'd like to join uh, the uh, show, 833-99-WORTH, 9996784 if you've got a financial question or you just want to talk about raising your children. <laughs> Let's go to Georgia. Talk with Melvin. Melvin, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hey, how y'all doing? Good. How you doing? Good, good, good. Um, I just retired. I'm 66 and I retired last month. And uh, like everybody else, my 401k is just taking a beating. <laughs> so, Well, it's I'm hard. I tell you, I feel for you, Melvin, because um, a couple of things. One is when you're working, first of all, you're, right. you're busy, so you're not looking at your account all day long. Right? Uh, right. Secondly, you're adding to your account through your savings. Right. So it's automatically right. growing um, uh, through that. And you're not taking any income. You go to retire, you've got nothing right. but time on your hands. You've got a lot more okay, time on your hands. You. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're not you're no longer saving and maybe you're taking an income from. So it's, so you retired a month ago. You're uh, right. how, how old are you, Melvin? I'm I'm 66. 66 are, and a half. Are okay. you taking yeah, money well, or did you plan on taking money from uh this 401k? Right now, uh I don't need it. I may in 2 to 3 years. Okay. okay. And how uh, how is it allocated? What percent are in stocks? What percent's in bonds or cash? It's pretty or? Yeah, because when I got near like within a uh, five to eight year range, with the company I work for, we moved it to a, I moved it to a conservative. It's mostly bonds. It's probably uh, sixty five thirty five. It's pretty okay. conservative. Yeah. All right. And what's your overall family income right now um, in retirement? What do you mm -hmm. expect it to be? Uh, I'm married. So you, with my wife, you mean? Yeah, everything. Yep. Uh, let's see. That's a good. Let me see. Uh, probably about uh sixty. And what's and what's the 401k balance? Uh. A moderate six figure, one hundred and fifty roughly, not much. Okay, yeah. look, I, I I appreciate why you're concerned about this. Um, I don't think yeah. you should do anything. I think okay. that your allocation was a hundred percent appropriate for your risk tolerance. The fact that you actually moved it, you said eight years prior to retirement, tells right. us that that you, you know yourself pretty well. The mere fact that you knew it was sixty five thirty five, pretty much off the top of your head, tells me that you understand what's going on in the portfolio and if i look at it this way let's call it one hundred fifty thousand. you've got fifty thousand tied to the stock market you've got a hundred thousand that's not now i don't know how what you said don't do anything with it i don't know how those bonds are allocated i mean if you're in a total okay. bond mark bond index um that might be a little longer than you'd want i would i mean i think that's a fair statement scott i i, I stand corrected you you should you're probably... thinking about how we manage bonds that's right <laughs> yeah I don't know how Melvin's yeah. bonds are structured here. Yeah, because I still wouldn't want to be on the long bond. No, no, no. So it may make sense for you to actually dig in there. You want a relatively short uh, maturities on the bonds. You want high quality corporate um, investment grade or government. Um, and, and shorter term. And shorter term. And if you have to pay someone for that advice, then pay someone for that advice. Uh, okay. But the thirty-five, sixty-five. The other the, thing I would do is, the, I, but the third in stocks, you're not going to need. To, you won't need to touch that for years. And how much money do you have outside of this four hundred one k? Uh, probably about twenty, thirty-five, twenty to thirty in the bank. Yeah. Got it. Cash. I'd look at see, seeing if it made sense to convert some of this to a Roth IRA as well. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Roth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Instead yeah. of a traditional, do a uh, do a Roth. Well, convert, the, convert, uh, convert. I mean, in a, in a perfect world, you take the 401k, you move it to an IRA where you have a lot more options. 
Like uh-huh. particularly on the bond, usually the four hundred one k's have a very limited on your bond options. So in an IRA, you can structure it so you've got your bonds are much shorter duration, uh, high credit um, uh, rating, and because that's your more conservative piece of your your portfolio. And then you you, you can have your 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 stock uh, position in there, which is going to be your future growth. But and then once it's then that IRA, then it's really easy to convert with the same company. Just convert. You can convert any dollar amount you want in any calendar year you want. Okay. So I wouldn't be subject to penalty because I'm over 59 and a half, right? Uh, I mean. Correct. And, and, and you're not subject to penalty anyway on a, on any, regardless of age on a Roth conversion. So that doesn't, oh, right. but you would, you would have to pay some taxes on it taxes. and you could either pay okay. it out of that distribution of the IRA or you could pay it with money in the bank. So who do you do your own tax return? Yes, I do. Okay, yeah. you can run the pro formas yourself and just see where how much it would cost you. But the idea being is that you're in a low enough tax bracket that moving some of it over over a period of years, you know, five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars is only going to help you over the long term. But you're you're in terms of the allocation, I would I agree with Scott. You should check the 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 bond durations of the bonds. Uh, but mm. in terms of the allocation of the stock, just consider that you're hedged against inflation and that you're not going to spend those dollars for a long, long, long time. Okay. Okay. Good right. and, okay. Appreciate and, it. And enjoy okay, retirement. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. Right, appreciate the call. It's interesting, Pat. I think a, a lot of people spend, understand stocks to a point, understand equities somewhat, right? And some understand the difference between large cap and small cap and mid cap. And, but uh, my experience, and I'm sure yours as well, like most people are pretty in the dark when it comes to the bond market. Don't really understand how they work, how bonds are structured, what their purpose is. Don't understand why they have much more risk by having bonds that mature many years down the road as opposed to having bonds that mature on the short well, think about how many issues of bonds there are compared to stocks in the world. Much, much larger. Much, it's like much 10x. Larger. Yeah, much, much larger. Um, and I, it's been a long time since – because right now we're, in a, not, we're not in a bear market of bonds, but for, for bonds we are. Bonds are down too this year because interest rates have rallied so quickly and even short-term rates have gone up. So most bonds have, are underwater this year as well, and people aren't used to seeing that. And this is the worst year we've had – 94 wasn't a good year, but this is assuming that nothing changes between now and the end of the year. It's going to be the worst bond year we've had in decades. <clears throat> so it's been a, and no one's, and well, I shouldn't say no one. We paid attention. Most individual investors haven't really paid attention to their bond portfolio that closely. And nor do they really understand how they work. Yeah. And a lot of these 401ks will have one or two options in their bond. When you were saying bond, that, bond when index. you were saying that, I had never thought of that before, but that's correct. You look at how many equity options there are versus bond options in most 401ks allocations, and that and they're they're dwarfed. They, you don't have nearly the flexibility. I never thought of it like that. That's actually a pretty good point. Well, you look at our own portfolios oh, for I our understand. clients. There's lots of different fixed income funds and I, making the bond portions. It's not just one fund. I know. I <laughs> I I know. I never thought about it until you mentioned it. I just never compared those two about what the universe of bonds is. That you can buy in an IRA that you don't have access to in a 401k. Yeah, but you've always – you believe for most people they're better off with an IRA because they've got a myriad of options as opposed to a fixed menu of options that their 401k provider has. That's true. I've never dialed it directly in on the bond, but absolutely. A hundred percent, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why you – the only reason you'd keep money in a 401k is at least it's a, a single screen Someone does some screening for you. Some screening. Not the picking the funds. Not the picking. And a familiarity. And if you're prone to do something stupid. It's, <laughs> maybe it will help. Maybe it will help. Maybe. And it's cheap. They're usually cheap. Uh, they, they can be. They can be. Mostly, yes. Yeah, they tend to be true. All right. Uh, 833-99-WORTH is our number to, to join Allworth's Money Matters. We're in California talking with Mark. Mark, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hello. Hi, Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, so uh, I'm at the stage where I'm about to retire and uh, looking to move from the um, 401k to an IRA 
Okay. And obviously would like some, you know, to find a, a good advisor, a fiduciary, et cetera. Is uh, there any really good guys? I've seen some articles, but I've never really seen a comprehensive kind of checklist or guideline that you can use to, shall we say, interview firms for financial and retirement advice. Uh, I think we put one out years ago, actually. It might be on our website if you dig deep enough, uh, guys. But yeah, it's called How to Choose a Financial Advisor. Allworthfinancial.com, How to Choose a Financial Advisor. There's, yeah, there's a guy to think. So, but we can kind of walk you through a few of these things. Uh, you've never used an advisor in the past? Well, I did for a while. I rolled uh, the 401k to an IRA, kept it at Fidelity, and then um, just wasn't happy with the results and given the amount of money I was paying. So I just went back and went back to the 401k and did it myself. Right. And what are, you, what, what are you looking for? You're, are you looking for financial planning, tax management, estate planning, asset management, are you looking retirement here? income yeah, planning? Well, yeah, all of the above kind of like a full service type firm. Okay. And tell us about are you married? Yep. Uh and you're retiring, do you receive a will you receive a pension? A very small one. Okay. Yeah. And then uh 401k investable assets, approximately how much? Uh, now probably about eight fifty. Okay. Okay. And homes paid for? No, it's about half paid for relative to its value. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So you'd walk through. I'd actually. I mean, so he, and there's a couple of things. So what you're looking for is is total financial management, right? Uh, a, hol- a holistic approach. And I here's where I see the value driven. Um, like the longer I'm in this industry, the more I'm convinced that a good financial advisor is part of the value is in keeping people from making mistakes from which they cannot recover. And that's really during market cycles from keeping people from loading up on things like Bitcoin at the top. And when things are in trouble, like they are right now from selling out of the stocks when things are low. Right. So just kind of that behavioral finance, that's part of it. Another piece is, is the tax planning that goes along with that. Okay. Like, all, yeah. all worth, we have yeah. a whole tax team. Not only do we do income taxes, but our all, our CPAs work with our advisors as it, as when there's complex matters to figure out what's the best tax strategy. So when we're looking at where do we take our income from? Do we take it from our, our 401k? Do we take it from our Roth? Do we take it from our brokerage account? Do we draw down on a little bit of our savings while we convert this to a Roth? It's, so all these sort of things. So it's that tax planning that could have a tremendous impact on 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 your, your overall return. And, and then it's the uh, it's how the, the, the dollars are, are invested and, uh, and making sure that th- those are set in a, in, a, in, a, in a manner that you feel yeah. that you're confident about. Um, we tend to be more passive investors, um, just because we, we that's what we tend to rely upon. And but we do have some yeah, active I mean, strategies. Yeah. Yeah, my, my basic strategy was was to do you know low costed um, index funds essentially. Yeah. And just got a break about a year ago. I moved pretty much half of my savings into or my IRA and four hundred one k into cash. Um, so. My losses have not been as bad, but they what? still are, you know, what I would consider significant since the beginning of the year. And what caused that? What caused that behavior? Near um, retirement. I, I just kept reading too many, too many different things and realized, you know, everybody's got their own opinion and the way things are going. But um, I, th- I thought it was just mostly, you know, that COVID was going to hang around a little bit longer than everybody thought. And I thought that that was going to cause some economic downturn and, I didn't want to, you know, because I'm really super close to retirement. I didn't want to lose anything, you know, a lot. And, and that 50% that you left in that that was not in cash, how did you invest that? Was that in equities or did you leave any in bonds? Uh, there's some bonds. Um, basically, I did, you know, large, a uh, couple of large company index type funds, um, a generic one, one, a value one, a growth one, did the same thing. Okay. Across, you know, the small and mid cap area. Okay. Uh, so a little bit in a, in a real real estate investment trust, and uh, the rest of it is in bonds. So probably I don't know, ten percent maybe. Oh, it's in bonds. So here's yeah. here's how. So 
First, I mentioned, you're asked how to find a good advisor. First of all, affirm that, and you talked about a fiduciary approach. So, right, if that's really what you're looking for, like the big Wall Street firms are not going to fit your criteria. One is yeah, the, they, they manufacture their own products, so they, they're only part-time fiduciaries. Um, and, and secondly, they, they do not provide tax advice. They, they state that emphatically. They do not provide tax advice. You're not getting any tax advice from those kind of financial advisors. Uh, if you work with someone who is an independent firm like an Allworth firm or there's other firms similar that does taxes, then you also want to make sure that the person you're working with is a true financial advisor. Are they a certified financial planner or another a similar kind of credential? Like, is this what they specialize? Do they work a lot with other people at the retirement stage, helping people transition from the workplace to retirement? How well do they understand Social Security and Medicare rules? And the, the, yep, well, I'm looking at all that in the next six months. Yep, and then yeah. go in, in and sit down and interview two or three of them. And then it's like, to, who, who do I feel comfortable with and whose advice would I take even if I didn't like hearing it? And... Who does your spouse feel comfortable with? Yeah, that's that's a biggie because she's not even comfortable doing any of this. <laughs> okay, she doesn't like doing it, right? Well, I, I don't think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My wife's got a degree in finance. It's where I met her in finance class thirty some years ago. She doesn't like. She didn't pay any attention to our stuff. None. She doesn't like it. It's kind of ironic. So the the reason that yeah. is, uh, you know. Statistically speaking, your wife will actually outlive you. And so what you want to make sure that is that you find someone that she is comfortable enough that's going to manage the money long past the day yep. that you're around. And I, I, it's not unusual to actually find um, people that will seek out an advisor because of a health issue where the man – Primarily, the man manages the money. That's changing. You know, that is changing. Um, and yep. the woman is becoming more involved. That That is, fortunately, that has changed significantly over the last 10 years where uh, many of the women are becoming much, much more involved in the financial planning process. More than 10 years, but yes. And, but it's still, and it's And running it. And no, but even running it. Uh, the, the, Anyway, so that's kind of what the thing – and go to our website, allworthfinancial.com, and there's a guide to pick financial advisors. There's also a, uh, there's a, something on there on the value of an advisor, and studies will show that working with a quality advisor, it can add up to an uh, additional 4% in, in returns. Not necessarily just portfolio returns, but when you add those other areas that we were discussing, it uh, can have an impact. So, congrats well. on the retirement. Yep. Let's talk now with Pete. Pete, you're with Allworth Money Matters. My question is, at what point should a person start investing in value income stocks as opposed to growth stocks? All, all, all at the same time. There's, they're, they're, they're all at the same time. So it's not an either or or wait for this or that. So the first portfolio I ever put together uh, for myself when I was – I don't know, how old was I? 19? Um, I had a stockbroker and we both we bought both growth and value. So why would you why would one take precedence above or the other? I'm confused. Okay. Uh, in our situation, I'm 69, retired, uh, pension and social security. The wife is wants to retire at 64. And I'm thinking about going into value income stocks to replace uh, her income when she retires. Right now, we get about 28 grand a year in in uh, dividends, and when she retires, it'll drop us into a tax bracket where it will be untaxable. So I would look at this because you can have capital gains that are untaxable as well. I would look at this rather than like having a big shift in my portfolio of, of having a, a diversified portfolio that still has some growth, still has and has some value, but can have a, a focus on a total return rather than just a dividend yield. 
That's right. And, and, and quite frankly, the, the, the problem with concentrating a portfolio in any one side growth or value is there is going to be periods of time when growth is out of favor for significant That's periods right. of time or, or value. value. And it's very difficult to maintain uh, your discipline and not throw in the towel and say, I'm, ah, I'm going to sell some of my growth and buy value or I'm going to sell some of my value. Yeah, because my if that was the answer, you, we, would, we wouldn't own any large cap growth or value at all. We'd only own small cap value, which is over the long period of time, the highest performing over the longest period long of time. Long period of time. Long period of time. Long, long. Now, I'm not advocating that you only own small cap value, but you could make an argument for that. But the question is, are you going to stay invested? And if, by the way, if, if you're Pete, if you're at a zero percent tax bracket, what you just said there, then why aren't we converting money from an IRA to a Roth IRA and taking advantage of that zero percent tax mm -hmm. bracket? Right now, we have two accounts. We got a, a joint account with a Schwab, uh -huh. and it's roughly, and that is mostly, mostly. Uh, Value income. Can I can I name a few a few stocks? Sure, fire away. Okay, like AbbVie, uh, International Paper, mm -hmm. Verizon. Okay. Those are just a few. So okay. And and then the wife has an IRA that's roughly worth five hundred grand, and there are some growth stocks. Who picks all these stocks? Me. And what just what gives you the confidence to believe that you can do a better job than the broad market or a professional money manager? Been there, done that. Okay. Anyway, okay. so our recommendation would be to have a more balanced portfolio and uh, you want to look at converting money from an IRA to a Roth IRA if you're in a low marginal tax bracket for any period of time. So appreciate the yeah, call. Appreciate it. And what? And your your wife was what was five years younger? Sound so. like sixty nine. I'd have a plan in place for her with the when the, at some point in time when um, maybe you won't be managing the picking picking the individual stocks. So there's a plan in place for, for her at some point in time. Appreciate the call. Well, we are out of time. It's been great being with you. This has been Scott Hansen, Pat McLean of Allworth Money Matters. We'll see you next week. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.